Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Denver, Colorado, it's time for Franchise Bible Coach Radio. Now, here are your hosts. All right, everybody. Thank you again for joining us for Franchise Bible Coach Radio podcast with Rick and Rob. I'm Rick Grossman, and I'll be your co-host today, and I'll introduce my co-host Rob here in just a minute. And we're very excited to have our special guest today, Jeff Salter. He's the founder and CEO of Caring Senior Service, and they're located down in San Antonio, Texas, and they are a growing franchise brand. So uh, as you know, we're going through the Fight for Your Franchise Challenge right now, folks. Uh, If you have not joined the fight yet, go to uh, FranchiseBibleCoach.com and click on the tab that says Join the Fight and uh, join us. It's a free initiative. It's just our way of giving back to the franchise industry that we love and uh, includes some free coaching sessions as well as uh, weekly podcast and article and uh, Facebook group so that we can help everybody not only survive through this this time, but thrive. And uh, one of the, the uh, resources we bring to the table are awesome franchisors and franchise owners that share their gold nuggets of wisdom and uh, innovations and just things that they've been doing to get through this time. And so we're going to turn it over to Rob, my co-host, and he's going to get started with uh, questions. So welcome, Rob and uh, Steve. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, Rick. I appreciate it. I'm sorry, it. Jeff. And, uh, and Jeff, welcome. I'm glad to have you here today. Um, and before we, we jump into to the first question, I just wanted to thank our sponsor, SEO Samba. Uh, they're the creator of a one-of-a-kind one award-winning platform called the Franchise Marketing Operating System. And you can learn more about that at seosamba.com. So with that said, Jeff, welcome to the show today. Great to be here. Uh, as we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about how everything came to be uh, with, with your franchise and, and your brand? Yeah, guys, thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity and, and like what y'all are doing. And I like these segments, I think are really helpful to uh, franchisees, franchisors, and everybody looking into uh, really business ownership in general. So I've got, uh, I've got a story not, not unlike a lot of franchise uh, owners or business owners, I think. And uh, though my story started when I was uh, 19, 20 years old in uh, West Texas, I had worked for a home health care company at the time, and that company provided medical care uh, with nurses and therapists and certified nurse aides to mostly Medicare patients, people that were getting funding from Medicare. And uh, in my work there, they didn't provide the type of service that people needed, which was someone to be with them for uh, those other hours of the day to help them with cooking, with maybe cleaning their house, even with personal care needs. So I saw that, that there was a, a need that was not being met by the uh, current businesses that were in existence, and, and this was 1991. And so I, I got the idea that I would start my own company and uh, got a little bravery one day and decided that a, a call that had come in to that company that asked about a caregiver to sit with their mom, um, and I, I told that, uh, that caller that, I didn't, uh, our company didn't provide that service, but that I was starting my own company and I could help them with that. So uh, kind of on a, on a chance, I launched a company at 20 years old, didn't really know what I was doing, and, uh, but quickly recognized there was a great need for families to help their aging loved one to 
remain at home and be as independent as possible because even today, after all these years, nearly 30 years in the industry, the number one place people want to stay is, is at home. So I, my experience was uh, over the next 10 years was really growing my business as an independent operator. I, I went from one location to opening up five locations kind of across Texas and then recognized that the concept was, was going very well. I had a good model of business. Each of my operations were very um, uniform in the way that they operated and uh, recognized it could be franchised pretty easily to take it to that next level. So in 2003, after over 10 years in business, decided to become a franchisor and start helping other people that uh, wanted to get into one business for themselves, but also a, a really meaningful business in which they could uh, do what they, they saw happening in their community, which was people being put in contact with someone to care for a loved one and, and doing that with compassion and doing it with a, a, a quality of service that isn't always seen and, and definitely wasn't seen in the early days that I was doing doing the business. So it's uh, taken us from, from that initial launch of our franchise. Uh, we today have 46 locations across about 23 states and uh, really continue to expand and grow, grow our business. So it's exciting to see and, and it's a great industry to be in because uh, you know, this is an interesting times we're living in right now with the COVID-19 and the pandemic uh, because our services are in demand now more than probably ever before. And you've seen the, the stories that have been out there on uh, about nursing homes and the, the spread of COVID in, in nursing homes. And it's a scary place for a lot of people to be. So we're seeing that there's a, you know increased demand and, and interest in our, our business. So it's nice that 30 years ago I had the vision to get started and and, and and uh, promoting this type of business. I love that. I love this story because I know Rick and I are, are, are like you. We're, we're entrepreneurial. Uh, franchising itself, the cool thing about it is everybody gets to be part of that. But that little story about you being on the phone and, and saying to yourself, in your mind, in that split moment, I ought to, I ought to offer this because there's a need. I see it and I want to do it. And you did it. And, and really back then there really wasn't a, a framework or a model. Uh, now, you know, people can come to you, look at your brand. It's established and say, yeah, I would love to do that. And they've got the model, sure. but, but it all starts with, with an entrepreneur, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. It becomes a franchise opportunity later, but that's exciting. It's yeah, just what every, every, uh, 20 year old, uh, guy envisions is, is being in, 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 uh, taking care of the elderly, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's very unique. Uh, you, right. you obviously have a heart to serve, my friend, and that's great. Yeah, and what a, what a great market segment uh, for the franchise business because we know that uh, the population is aging and there's just a tremendous opportunity to be a part of that. So uh, you're in the right place at the right time uh, with your program, Jeff, and, and there's got to be a lot of entrepreneurs out there that want to be a part of that brand. So. We'll, uh, we'll let you know later in the show how to get a hold of Jeff and how to learn more about Caring Senior Service and, and how you can get involved. Uh, but what a great brand story. That's my favorite part of doing these podcasts is hearing how these, these brands uh, are kind of innovated and thought of and, and filling a need. And uh, boy, our seniors out there sure need our help. I know uh, when my mom was aging, we had, um, we had some companion care for her that was very, very important. So uh, very great, uh, great need for that. So especially as you mentioned, the COVID-19 uh, uh, crisis that we're all experiencing right now, and yes, there's a, a definitely an increased uh, 
concern for uh, the elderly and their safety. And so with all of that kind of being factored in to what we call the new normal, and at this point in the Fight for Your Franchise Challenge, we're kind of getting into the last phase, which is uh, getting ready for the future. And uh, right. the first part was kind of getting ready and preparing and learning some basics. And the second phase was uh, some strategies and techniques to be more efficient and more profitable. And the third phase is kind of like, how do we move through it? And how do we get ready for the future? And how do we get ready for the new normal? And how do we really get out there and not only survive, but thrive as business owners in this space? So when you think about that, uh, is there uh, an update you can give us on how your, your franchise model has maybe innovated and evolved a little bit to uh, kind of address the new normal and what your, your franchise owners are going to be facing? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you're right with all those phases. We've been living that life, uh, working with our franchisees through this through this crisis and helping guide them. And you know, we've we like to think of ourselves as as innovators uh, within our industry. It's um, it, as long as I've been doing it 30 years now. There's not been a a tremendous amount of change necessarily in what we do. It's still very much the same as day one when I started. You have a a senior that is at home and can no longer really do the things that, that are normal. Um, maybe it's as simple as uh, standing for a long period of time to, to cook a meal. Maybe it's getting to the grocery store to pick up their groceries. Maybe it's um, not able to keep their house as clean as they once were because of an ailment, a condition or something of that nature. So the fact is that hasn't changed at all in the 30 years I've been doing the business. People still need that core service. And what we do is provide a caregiver that can help them with that. What we see, though, is that uh, from an administrative side is try to uh, make that uh, matching as easy as possible, find the right caregiver for the right client at the right time. And that's been the biggest challenge in our industry through the years and where I've seen the most change happen. And we've tried to be on the front of that change. And it's interesting, uh, you know, the big in, in senior care, technology is a, is a big buzzword, as it is in many industries. But in senior care, everyone is trying to figure out how to bring technology advancements to uh, ease the burden of, of caring for a loved one or to just uh, keep that loved one safe. And it's really a, ch a lot of challenges that are, that are there. And, and we're no different with those challenges within our business. But our focus hasn't been as much as trying to, we, we look for innovation as it brings to care to those seniors. But our, our efforts have been in the business itself, because we know the business is going to be there. What can we be doing to innovate the management of the business, because that's where the real struggles are going to be. Um, if you're if you're involved in senior care, you know that the caregiver shortage is the one thing people have been talking about for the last really 10 years, and there's an ongoing shortage there. And that was really uh, exacerbated by this pandemic and the fact that uh, not only do you already have a shortage of, of available workers to do the job, now those available workers don't want to do the job because of a fear of an outside influence. You know, nothing right. about caring for seniors, but just, I don't want to get sick. I don't want to catch COVID. Um, I don't want to, and a lot of my side of that is I don't want to accidentally harm my client. Right. What if I'm a, uh, a carrier right now and I'm, I'm not showing any symptoms and I take it to the client, you know, that would, they would mm -hmm. absolutely not want that to happen. So our focus with that technology and our business is, how do we manage that in a way that allows it to uh, the individual to really be um, uh, hands off, but still accomplish the main goals of the company as far as things like uh, 
Uh, we've put a lot of effort into the screening for our caregivers, making sure that the, uh, the caregivers can be screened properly on each shift and uh, making sure that they can, uh, you know, do they have, have they had been around anybody with COVID? Mm-hmm. Do they have anyone with symptoms? And the challenge for our industry is our caregivers don't come into work and they can't just fill out a form and hand it in. Uh, we've got to get that to them on at a time in which they're about to go to their shift because you need that information as reliable and quickly as possible. So we've implemented immediately for our owners a, a screening tool that caregivers get a text message and they can complete that screening. Um, and it's it, for a lot of people that are involved in technology that that doesn't sound like a, a big thing. Uh, but for most businesses in, in an industry that's in a lot of ways stuck in uh, older older uh, um, technology or, or lack of any technology, it's it's not always the case. Uh, but then interviews for caregivers, we really, because of the caregiver shortage, getting people in, in front of caregivers uh, without the physical contact, uh, we implemented a, a video calling capability that's a one-click push. So we can send a text message to our caregivers. With the click of that link, they're entered into a, a conference room one-on-one with us. So we can do quick video calls. Even this call today required me to download something and log in. And uh, all the calls I've been doing, there's, you know, some are Zoom, some are WebExes, some are Google. Um, So all those platforms create a problem when you're trying to work with your workforce, especially in the caregiver workforce. So our focus has been really looking at technology and how it can help them do the work that they need to do. Because for us, we didn't stop. Uh, the, the the shutdown happened. Everyone else, uh, you know, needed to stay home because of their situational um, uh, jobs and and whatever their their reasons might have been. But for us, caregivers had to keep working. Our clients still needed service. We had you know, clients in home that are that are without us going in day in and day out. They'll simply not have anybody to to assist them, and that can be really dangerous and put a lot of people in an unsafe situation. So we've had to really figure out how do we how do we keep things going. At the same time, dealing with the things that others are dealing with. If a caregiver calls in sick, you've worked all of, you have all of your pool being used, you've got to hire more people. And how do you hire people when you can't do the traditional hiring? You know, we all, we all know traditional. It's uh, here's an application, fill it out. Maybe it's online, maybe not. But at some point that leads to an interview. Interview leads to uh, filling out paperwork and doing the onboarding process. Then comes training and all those things. So for us, how do you figure all that out with a remote workforce that, that doesn't ever show up to your business, but still get them on the job and ready to work? So uh, we've focused on doing that. And I'm proud to say that Caring has been able to, and we've created a completely contactless hiring process from start to finish. Um, caregivers don't have to come to the office to, to outside of uh, um, a, a few a few states that require some wet ink on the actual agreements uh, we've been able to eliminate all all of that and make it real simple and it's actually something that in as we talk about what's going on in the future you know that will be something that we will will help us win the fight in uh, uh, finding caregivers because now we can talk to people via video much quicker and easier a larger number the volume of people i can speak to on video is much better than, than yeah. coming in for an interview it, it also it's great for the person because you know who Nobody loves interviews. As an interviewer, it's one thing, but as an interviewee, it's terrible, you know, having yeah. to go and then not know if you're going to get the job. Now we can talk to people in the comfort of their home and uh, talk to them about what matters, about what they're doing. Because for us, it's not about their professional um, maybe education or the way that they 
dress or those things. It's about, do they have a heart of a servant? Do they care about the clients? And, and those are things I can accomplish probably in a video call. I think I, you know, we feel pretty confident. And what's been great is that the owners that said we couldn't do this uh, in, in January are all now convinced of it in, in here in, in May. So that's been good to see that them come a lo- come a long way with it. Uh, that's funny. It's, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, you, you say you can't swim until you get thrown in the pool and then you figure out you yep. can swim if you have to. Right. Yep. And I think we all, I said in the very first week of this initiative that we all went off the cliff at the same time, um, back in a few months, a couple months ago. And, and, uh, I think zoom went from 10 million users to 20, 200 million users in a month. Crazy. And so people that had never been on a, a zoom call or a, or a, webinar or an online meeting in their lives are now doing it all every day. And yep. so it's really kind of uh, carried us fast forward into the future here with this, uh, this new reality that we're living in. And, and we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with one of our restaurant interviews, restaurant owner interviews, that a lot of the things that have been innovated and tried this during this period are things that you'll continue to do. You know, it's changed mm-hmm. your model in a, in a positive way. And so we're be learning how to be more efficient and more profitable by implementing some of these things. So it sounds like sure. some of these things you'll continue to, to use in the future. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah awesome. That's really cool. So with that, with that type of, uh, with those kinds of things going on, I know, um, in a, in a franchise network, one of the key, key things going on there is collaboration and leadership coming from, from yourself, from the home office. Right. And so guiding through these last three months, how has that affected your normal course of action in terms of interacting and communicating and leading your franchisees uh, through this? Yeah, it's um, uh, what interesting is that anytime headquarters does something, you can have uh, either there's lots of excitement, everyone wants to get involved, or it's kind of same old, same old people all get complacent and they might not participate as much as you'd like them to. Um, everything I've got to say, I think is super important, but uh, their reality is they're working in the, in the field. They're doing the work that really makes our company tick and they might not be able to get around to it. But uh, what we have, we have seen is a, a huge adoption with our owners to get on our calls. We're, we, we've been hosting, we started off the first two weeks of three times a week. Then we went to two times a week. Uh, we've got 80 plus percent participation of our owners and it's not a huge group, but still we've got a great great percentage of participation. And our focus has been on the messaging of, you know, sticking with here's what we know and giving them the information about what we, what we know. Here's what we don't know, the things that we were, were, were unsure of, and then letting them know what we're doing to learn about the things we don't know and just keep that message going. Um, it's, it's a little bit of an ongoing joke because uh, the slides right now are, are pretty static that I shared during the time and, and a lot of same information but they're key and super important things that people need to be doing, like making sure your caregivers are, are trained and they're not complacent and those sort of things that, that are easily slipped. And if, if you slip on doing those things, you can find yourself in a, in a bad situation. So it's really been a communication, open calls to all owners, let them ask any questions that they want on really any subject. Most of them have been focused on how to operate my business and what to deal with, but uh, that's been uh, you know, really the, 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 the big um, the advantage is having those owners engaged. And that's what we've seen. And it's really positive. We've always had 
good engagement, but it's been uh, just uh, really that much more during this. And that's good because that just means we're, we, one of our values is family being, being, uh, treating each other like family. And I feel like this uh, crisis has really made us all feel a lot more like family and we're all in it together uh, from the very beginning and, you know, just trying to help them, help them in any way that we can. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just, and we say this almost every time uh, because I feel like this situation, like Rick said, we all went off the cliff at the same time, but this whole situation, what, what a reinforcement of the franchise concept, right? Absolutely. Business, not for yourself, but not by yourself. Right. I say that almost every time because this is like the perfect scenario to need that and to have that. And then, you know, the interesting thing is, and maybe you can chime in on this, as well but you know we're hearing a lot of a lot of the franchisees are coming up with really interesting ideas right they're maybe they're normally quiet maybe they're normally like you said not participating but now they're stepping up and everything they can think of they're bringing out and it's creating a lot of interesting ideas have you yeah, as well? yeah we, we we launched with uh teams uh, almost a year ago and we've been really pushing it in the last uh, uh six months prior to the uh, pandemic and then that's really empowered us to be able to share exactly what you're talking about, those ideas. We, we created multiple channels for not just our franchisees, but also their staff members to share ideas, ways to market the business. And that's been you know, something that has been fantastic for us to be able to really to, to share those ideas. It's been something that um, uh, I, I've always wanted and, and wanted more participation and it's, it's happening. It's a shame that it's, with this crisis that's happening and all the negative aspects, but you know, on all these things, I think we all have to take away some, some kind of positive. There's so much negative around us right now, so much bad things happening that we've got to look at the positive things that are there and, and take that and run with it when you can. That's what we're doing. Exactly. Hey Jeff, you, you guys have such a caring business model and do you have a real world customer story you could share that exemplifies the, the concept, your business model and, and uh you know kind of the the ethos of your company yeah you you know we've got um we our business is such a great business being in general because of the fact that we we get to see families in in at a time when they have have need they have real really they're scared they don't know exactly how they're going to handle the situations they're being dealt you know, mom or, or dad's been given a, a, a poor diagnosis or they're recognizing it can no longer stay at home safely on their own. So we get, we could have lots of great stories of us stepping in and helping alleviate that. And, and I don't mean to make that sound like it's great that these people have these ailments, but it's great. It's a great feeling that you get to know that you can actually step in and help these families out. And that's a kind of something we've always had. That's what makes our franchise model so strong or type our industry so strong is that, you know, there's not a lot of jobs you finish at the end of the day and, and you're tired and weary, but then you know you really did make a difference in someone's in someone's life in in that way in the family, and it can expand so wide. Um, one of the things I miss most about the growth of our business is that I, I'm no longer an operator, so I don't get to spend the time on the front lines and and sit in front across the kitchen table from those families and talk to them about what's going on and and create a solution for them. But my franchise owners get to do that each and every day. Uh, so we have to look for other things that we've get. So stories that I, I look at is uh, during this time, we recognize that our franchise owners were really not able to get on market their business. Marketing in our business is face-to-face, -face, a lot of uh, contacts with referral sources, hospitals, home health companies, and not being able to do that has been a challenge. And 
Uh, so what we focus on is two things. Uh, one is we decided that we were going to produce um, hand sanitizer uh, uh, spray bottles for people. So we we ordered little card style um, hand sanitizer spray bottles. So it's thin, like a credit card style hand sanitizer. And uh, we went uh, to our local distillery and they were, they were giving out the uh, alcohol to be used for hand sanitizer. We ordered um, 3,000 bottles that you had to fill yourself, mm-hmm. ordered labels, and then we created the, the, the bottles so that um, our owners could then uh, use that to drop off to referral sources. And we thought it was a little, it's gimmicky, uh, but it was a little innovative product that right now, I, I remember all the times going to trade shows and events in which people would give me a couple of bottles of sanitizer. I'd say, oh, I, don't, I don't need this. Yeah. But now, cool. you know, the world, <laughs> it's gold. Yeah. So we were, we were really, it was really cool. We were able to hear it. And we did it here at headquarters. We bottled it ourselves. We had an assembly line. You can imagine 3,000 containers, filling them up, putting a cap on, putting a label on, and then shipping them out to the owners to be able to use for distribution. So, oh, wow. um we're pretty proud that we were able to do that. And uh, uh, we, we, we had to, as a company with PPE, personal protection equipment, we had to go out and find that for our owners and then become a, a logistics company in the process. So we had to convert a couple of office spaces to uh, be uh, either to store the items and then ship them out. So we've shipped out hundreds of boxes of, of masks and gloves and face shields to our, to our teams. And that was something we'd never done before. So I'm not sure exactly fits that, that uh, uh, story necessarily, but we've, I've been proud of my team here at headquarters for really stepping up and doing that. And I think the franchise owners have all uh, been very appreciative of it and, and know that it takes a lot of work and it's simply things they couldn't have done on their own. And that's, yeah. that's, what's great. We were able to really step into the void and help them out, which is what, what we talk about in franchising so much. And, and had I been an independent business owner all those years ago, I wouldn't have had that. And I would have been struggling to figure it out myself without the team's involvement. So it was good to see that. Well, as I've often said to my coaching clients, nothing galvanizes you more than being under pressure. I always say that when you're on the battlefield with people, then you, you really bond. And that's why you see people that serve together in the military or in the, armed forces or in the first responders and things like that. It galvanizes people. So everybody's on the battlefield right now. And no matter where you are in the world and what business you're in, uh, it's a different environment. So sounds like you guys are bonding together and fighting the fight together and getting through it together. And that's going to, that's going to pay a lifetime dividend. So yeah, absolutely. Very good story. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. 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 I was thinking, you know, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, I came to the realization or whenever it was that I needed masks, you know, because you can't go into the store without one. So yeah. I was pretty much isolating and not needing one, but, um, uh, you know, it would have been nice to get one. So it was good that you were shipping <laughs> out to partners so that they could share it and, and or, or your franchisees because people mm-hmm. needed them. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, well, we're, we're approaching the end of, of, of the show. Um, one thing we like to do as we wrap things up is, you know, and again, given the circumstances the last few months, um, is there anything that comes to mind as being, you know, that one thing, if you could share it with other guys that are in your boat, like maybe other leaders of franchises or other small business owners, uh, franchisees, uh, is there any tip or, or thought or something you would want to share and said, this is the one thing I've really taken from this experience. 
Yeah, yeah thanks. I, I think that um, it's a little bit cliche sometimes. I know we all as leaders have plenty of um, um, talking points we pull out at, from time to time. But I think uh, right now the, the focus that I'm trying to help our owners uh, stay focused on and keep the messaging there is about protecting our employees. And uh, right now, you know, caregiving was never a high risk job. Uh, taking care of uh, being a, a restaurant server was never a high risk job. Being a grocery store clerk, clerk was never a high risk job. Today, those are high risk jobs. And mm. I think the recognition of that needs to come a full circle to the employer and to the leadership and that, you know, um, I'm, I'm actually, I know it's always, the client is always right, is our, you know, business 101. Um, but I'm trying to shift people's focus and say, understand that I, I'm, clients are, 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 without clients, we don't have a business. But without your employees and without your team, if you're not doing what, if you're not doing what you need to, to protect your employees at this time, then, then you're going to be left behind in the future, I think. And that those companies that aren't doing the jobs that they need to are going to find it harder to, to re-recruit those employees or bring them back on. And so I'm trying to make sure our owners stay focused on, on the employee themselves. And at times it's at risk of, uh, of, of clients uh, maybe not being happy with that decision. Things like for us wearing a mask when we're with a client and even in the client's home in their presence, the client's, might be uncomfortable with that and they might not want that but uh, we're having to stick with the message of like this is important to protect everyone involved and uh, caregivers don't know where they where they've they know where they've been but they can't they can't predict that they haven't come across someone with covid and and then possibly gotten that to the to the client so they're protecting the client more than anything else and we've got to back that up with strong messaging and strong support so for me, it's a refocus on employees in a way that uh, we haven't had to think about before. I think in the, in the past, it's been something every CEO has got to say, we care about our employees, but I think now's the time to really be showing it. What have you done for your employees? How are you actually helping them through this crisis? And it's one thing to hand out money because you got a PPP loan. It's another thing to uh, you know tell them great job, which I think are all, those are two important things people should do, but um, it's another really take, take a, a, those extra steps and, and show to the general public that your employees are, are important to you. And I think that's something that uh, people can, can do more of and should do more of and focus on that side. Because if you protect your employees and take care of them, they're going to drive your business in the direction it needs to go, which is going to be positive for everybody. That's a very good point. Taking care of your, your team, taking care of your customers. And again, you're, you're right on track because as we've been, uh, gleaning all of the good tips and ideas from the franchisors and the franchise operators out there over the last two months. The the number one thing that keeps coming to the surface is that what's going to, to get us all uh, moving forward again and what how do we operate in the new normal? The customer needs to feel safe and they need to trust mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And whether you're a restaurant or in the senior business or whatever business you're in, the customer needs to feel safe and they have to feel trust. So you're doing, you're right on track and in, in keeping that, uh, that momentum going in that direction. So all good things. Very, very good. And it sounds like your, your business is growing and, and there's a lot of folks out there that could benefit from being a part of your business. And so if, uh, if you want to learn more folks about uh, getting into uh, the business, 
and joining the Caring Senior Service franchise opportunity. Uh, we have a link on the Franchise Bible Coach website right there on the Wall of Fame. We're going to add you to the Wall of Fame there, Jeff, for participating and, and being a part of it. And that will click right through to your information. But is there a website that you can uh, give us that would allow people to learn more? Yeah, to get right to our franchise site is simple. It's caringfranchise.com. Caringfranchise.com. So, mm -hmm. Love it. And Rob, any final words before we sign off? No, no. I, um, I, well, I wanted to make one comment about your thought about protecting your employees. And, and it, it was, uh, I remember going into the grocery stores early on and thank, I thanked uh, many, of the, many of the folks because I felt like at that moment, especially when there's a lot more uncertainty that uh, they were doing something they didn't have to do, you know? Right. And it was good that they were there, you know, just to thank God they were there. So I just remember having that feeling of thank, you know, gratitude towards them. So yeah, it's a darn good thing that the employer would take care of them, right? That would be even more important that they're, yeah. they're feeling that same caring from the employer. So I think that's yeah, a tremendous, tremendous tip for, for anyone that's not thinking that way. So thank you. Absolutely. Well, folks, that's going to do it for us for this, uh, this, episode of Franchise Bible Coach Radio uh, podcast with Rick and Rob. And remember the Fight for Your Franchise Challenge. And we want to thank our sponsors, uh, Franchise Bible Coach, of course. And uh, we also want to thank our sponsor, SEO Samba. And they're the creator of the FMOS, right? The Franchise Marketing Operating System. And uh, just an amazing marketing platform for franchisors and franchisees. So go check them out at seosamba.com. And you can also learn more about the uh, Fight for Your Franchise Challenge and Franchise Bible Coach at FranchiseBibleCoach.com. And tell your friends uh, to join the effort here. It's just our way of working together as an industry to fight for our franchise oars and franchise operators around the world. And the fun thing is, is we're getting emails and feedback of people that are really being impacted by this effort. Uh, so share that with us and give, shoot us an email. Uh, join our Facebook group and uh, please ask questions and tell us about your victories and struggles and, and we'll help get through this, uh, this time together, not only to survive, but to thrive on the other end. So I'm Rick Grossman signing off for Franchise Bible Coach and the Fight for Your Franchise Challenge. And uh, we thank our guests uh, every week. It's very special to remember that our guests are doing this just because they want to help too. And so we want to thank Jeff Salter, the founder and CEO of Caring Senior Service. And you can learn more at their website. And uh, remember, folks, as we sign off, that uh, the only surefire way to fail is to quit. And as long as you keep fighting the good fight, you're, uh, you're moving in the right direction. So keep on fighting the good fight. This is Rick Grossman signing off. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. <laughs>